All right, Blake, we tried last week. We tried to beat the podcast Illuminati with a bad movie podcast. And we kind of just subjected ourselves to horror. Yeah, I think we did pretty all right. We did good, but I think we need to tackle the top dogs here. Because when you look at the top podcasts, the Mark Marins, the Joe Rogans, what are their podcasts? They do interviews. Interviews. So do that interviews. Means... Like Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. Yes, it's famous people interviewing famous people. Mm. We're not famous, but we will be. Which means we need to find another person who's not famous, but will be. Ah, I assume you have someone in mind? I think I've got the perfect idea. (laughs) (laughs) You piece of shit! (laughs) So welcome to A Load of BS, ladies and gentlemen. The weekly podcast series... Where I, Scotty Moore, and my co-host, Blake Tanner, take you into the world of the greatest minds of our generation. Blake, how are you today? Oh, I'm so fantastic, Scotty. That's right. And that's because this week we have brought on Mr. Tom McGuire of Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes. And holy shit, it's an interview. It's such a... Well, you've already said... You've already kind of dated the fact that we did the interview. (laughs) it's, It's... Shut up. Don't talk about that part. It's fine. Uh, It's an interview full of ghosts, mayhem, and magic with Mr. Tom McGuire and a special surprise for us at the end of the show. Oh, very much so. Yeah, so uh, if you guys don't know, Mr. Tom McGuire is uh, starting I mean, not even starting out. It's been like, what, four years? But yeah, but he just they're getting ready to release their they release their first single. Big man. There it is. Let me tell you about Mr. Tom McGuire. Woo. Number one in the business. Best man on the planet. One of the best I've ever seen. And his first song he chose to make about me. He made it about the old nature boy. So, from Ric Flair to you, Tom McGuire, thank you. And one woo from the nature boy. That was Ric Flair, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, I mean, yep. I, there's no better introduction for Tom than Rick, I guess. No, let's get to it. All right, and welcome to the show, Mr. Tom McGuire. Uh, thank you for having me. Yes, very exciting to be part of it. Yeah. Yeah, We I found your video through, like, scrolling on YouTube the other day. And, firstly, we're both huge fans of Ric Flair on the show. So I clicked on it. And after listening to I just reached this moment where I was like, why does this only have, like, I think it only had, like, a thousand or so views at the time. And I got mad. I was like, no, no, this, the, every... <laughs> Like, I had a realization, because you got you only have two songs out, right? Uh, yeah, we're, we're in the process of uh, ramping up to release an album, which is recorded, but at the moment we've just got that. That's the, the main song we've got out just now. Uh, previous stuff that's that's uh, on YouTube is kind of uh, just older stuff. Mm-hmm. This, is the, this is the thing. So this, is, this is our first sort of proper thing that we've released. Right. Uh, first proper. And it's, uh, yeah, it's going, going pretty good, man. Yeah. So I, I reached a point where I was mad. I was like, there's not enough Tom McGuire in the world, so. <laughs> Definitely. And, like, hearing that you guys have got an album planned and already recorded, like, oh, that's super exciting. I think we lost him. Hold on a second. Well, our first interview has started off swimming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I expect nothing less. But yeah, I, like I was saying, I, I reached a point where I w- just got mad. I was like, "There's only, there's not enough brass holes in the world." So that's when I t- I tweeted, and then you guys were kind enough to respond to this sweet baby child on the internet, just like, "I want to talk to you guys." You know what? You know, it's, it's it's quite new for us, quite new experience for us to be for people to be interested. So uh, yeah, you call me at a good time. Yeah. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter also we're quite we're quite new in Twitter, so I'm trying to focus quite a lot of energy on um, expanding Twitter. So I'm just responding to everything. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> Oh, I I, re- I reached a moment where I felt like the biggest asshole in the world because I don't know how to email people yet because it's still new for us too. So I was just like, uh, hello, sir. Would you be interested in perhaps performing on a podcast? <laughs> yeah, oh. definitely up for it. Yeah. Yeah. So- I'm glad because that's, that's the most professional thing I think I've ever heard you say. Yeah. And it's weird. I need you to stop. Well, I could. Just be like, sup, fuckers, podcast? <laughs> uh, so, you guys, how'd you, st- you started out busking, didn't you? In the- yes, that's great, yeah. Um, so, four years ago, in Glasgow, which is where I'm from, the, the, the city, uh, biggest city in Scotland, uh, Glasgow, still a pretty small city, but uh, four years ago, it hosted the, the Commonwealth Games, mm. which is like, uh, it's like the athletics, like, Olympics, but um, to do with former Commonwealth countries, so it was okay. Everything, everything with the Queen and the money, and that's uh, that's that's Commonwealth. So it's quite a quite a big event, quite a big international event. So the, the town was absolutely fucking rammed with people, and uh, me and some pals thought, hey, let's go and bust, let's go and try and make some pennies. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was just four of us, and we ended up getting joined by these other musicians who we didn't know, but they were just like, Yo, man, can we join? And we said, Yes, please, please do. And uh, these guys ended up. This is how the band formed, uh, just off the cuff, without, without knowing each other, just playing on the street, and, and now we're all kind of lifelong friends. Well, and uh, yeah, so after that, we started getting a few gigs. Uh, then started doing doing a lot of weddings to make a living. And only last year, we've we've all decided to to um, dedicate a lot of time and energy to making our own stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and this is it. It's a long time in the making. What you've seen is a, is a video, but that's a long time in the making. And it's the first of many things that we're going to put out, and it's it's quite exciting. Um, you know, the train's like left the station, and it's quite exciting how how well it's been received. And, oh yeah, you know now I'm in podcasts. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. wait, did do you know the other musicians, or did they just like walk up and start grooving with you guys, and it just melted? There was there was four of us. I mean, obviously we know we all we all know each other. Yeah, we're all friends. Um, uh, there's four of us and two guys, saxophone and tr- trombone, showed up and said, yo, can we join you guys? You guys are fucking grooving. Can we join? And then they just un- unpacked their instruments and they, they fucking slayed it. And we were like, okay, we're going to be friends. It's going to be fine. Everything's going to be all right. <laughs> that's, dude. that's fucking magic, dude. Right? I can see why you guys wanted to take it further because like, something like that happens and you just know it's right. Yeah, yeah, it's also uh, just a case of like a good band killing it and having good chemistry like, straight off the bat. Uh, we're also making good money from busking, you know, like we're having crowds of people, like maybe 150, 200 people all crowded around us and uh, just loving it, you know. So it was a real buzz, that was a real buzz, that was the sort of start of my musical career. And, like, as I said, we, we all then went on to, to just make a living from that, playing, playing weddings and functions and stuff like that, just uh, putting food on the table. Yep. And um, only now we're, we're getting into something more creative and more fun, and it's, uh, it's, it's really fulfilling, it's really rewarding, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was it always, because um, I love the, the style of music that you guys do, like this jazzy funk. Was it always kind of what you guys were playing, or did that kind of mesh as you guys kind of further explored what you wanted to do? We've always been uh, like funk and soul, you know, it's always been that. Uh, like making a living out of playing Steve Wonder songs for the past uh, four years, so that's uh, yeah, super. Oh no. oh no! I was so enthralled. I was so enthralled. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I can't believe we lost our boy again. <laughs> He's leaving us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's, it's possible my Wi-Fi is just shit here. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep trying, keep trying. Yeah, it's all right. Good. Try to remember where it was. What were we talking? About? I mean, if you just want to start, Blake, if you want to start at that question again, you can, and I'll edit together. Oh, okay. oh um, you can edit it. You can do the magic of editing later. Oh yeah, exactly. Wow. We'll, we fix it in post. Wow, fix it in post. <laughs> Whoa, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's cool. <laughs> post what? Whoa. 
was like you when well, you take a video and you post it to yourself and then and then you, later on it gets fixed. The post what? Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, all of Tom's yeah. music is one take. He never knew that you could edit it afterwards. He's like, holy <laughs> shit, guys. Of course it's one take. I'm a professional, you know? Yeah. <laughs> one, oh, one take Tom, they call him. <laughs> they do. They do. Yeah. So you guys were saying that you um, you were always really inspired by this uh, jazzy, like, soul influence. And what was it? I think um, you're talking about you did a lot of covers of, like, that style of song, uh, Stevie Wonder, things like that, and that's how you were just kind of... I do love this idea of just this white guy with a long beard and a thick Glasgow accent just being like, and now, here's Superstition by Stevie Wonder. Yeah, 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 totally. I'm getting away with it, I'm pulling off. Yeah. So, so is that who you were at, like, were you inspired by, like, Stevie? Who really inspired the sound? Steve, Stevie's the favorite, Stevie's the top guy, man. He's mm. a, he's a dude. Um, and then some more contemporary stuff of, uh, uh, that's, uh, that's also harking back to that kind of era. Um, but that, that era, that sort of 70s era of funk and soul is, is where it's at, you know, there's fucking good shit there. And, uh, you know, music, musical trends and musical sort of genres, they move on. And I think there's still a lot of good shit to be harvested from that kind of genre. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that, in that era, so... That's where it's at. Stevie's definitely the the the, the watermark, though. He's the he's the main dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I really like that you because uh, you, you talked about how kind of the genre of the popular scene has moved away from that kind of style of music. But I really enjoy when I find uh, a band who can kind of pull it back out of the niche because this is something that I don't get to hear a lot of because it's just not. Uh, kind of on our radar a lot mm. and I think that's one of the reasons that just this song and this style that you guys are doing really pulled me in because it's it's new stuff using kind of that old genre of music yeah 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 you know there's there's a it's, it's a difference between just being pure uh, revivalism um, because revivalism isn't necessarily uh, a, a a super positive thing. It's, uh, as long as you take what it is and then build upon that, um, uh, and produce something new, right? Uh, with with the template of that kind of that that stuff that was sick, and was, but there's still some more value to to be got from developing that. Whereas you know, like uh, the seventies happened, funk soul happened, and then the eighties came along. And there was like a, a some new technology, and music just changed. And before, like I think before the the best shit was mined from the, the music in the 70s, you know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, certainly to to just go back and copy exactly what was done is is not the, the goal, that's not what we're trying to do, we're trying to uh, go and find out what else can be developed from that base point, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, the music took a different branch, but there's still that limb, still that limb. Uh, that a, a further branch can grow from you just have to go back to the 70s to get it mm. and then go on another branch from there you know what i mean that's that's my sort of uh, ethic on it you know what i mean yeah it, it's yeah kind of grow it it's not copying it's growing it and it's taking like the 80s and 90s happened you can't ignore that so taking that modernization mixing it with that 70s thing and that's kind of how you grow it i like that yeah yeah so that, that's that's kind of what i'm trying to, to get at yeah mm -hmm. i mean uh, just go back and just copy and paste and just do a pure revivalist thing. That's not my bag. And uh, yeah, that's, I think you've described it quite well there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, now the question of the day on everyone's mind. Why why the fuck did you make a song about Ric Flair? Uh <laughs> right. So uh, this, is, this is a funny story, right? So uh, uh, me and a couple of the guys in the band, we, were, we used to host a jam session. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a jam session's like a... a in a bar, some musicians get together and then they, they, they're the sort of house band, but they allow everybody else to, to come on and play. And it's like a place for musicians to come and, um, you know, play uh, together and sort of develop and stuff like that. So we were hosting this jam session. And what I used to do quite often, because it's quite a free and, and loose sort of, and what I quite often used to do was just make up songs on the spot, right? Right. Uh, I was quite, I got quite good at that for a while, because I'd do it every week. If nobody else was playing, I would just, Fucking make up a song, right? How's it going? And off the off the top of my head, 
Um, and one day, I just said to, to my man Scott, I said, what, am I, what should I sing about now? He said, sing about Ric Flair. And uh, <laughs> so, so I then I picked it with the, with the chorus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is what, what you do when you're making up a song, you just think, okay, what, what's the next word that's going to arrive? So I was like, who's that sitting over there? Uh, wearing pink underwear, platinum hair. And that was me, that was the fucking song written. And then I was like, okay, that was quite good. We're going to have to remember that. Yeah. And uh, so there you go. That's it. So it was, a, it was a off the cuff idea. I, I took it home and developed it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was it. Yeah. Well, I, like... again, the, the reason that I wrote a song about Ric Flair is because uh, I asked somebody what I should sing a song about. And somebody said Ric Flair. So I fucking did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Oh. Uh, now. Uh, <laughs> That's, I'm sorry, I still can't get over the fact that the whole song exists just because one dude's like, fucking sing about flair, dude. All right. I was like, okay, challenge accepted. Here we go. It did teach me some things. It taught me some things I did not know about. I didn't know Ric Flair got struck by lightning, dude. Well, this, this is something uh, I, I learned, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know a great deal about the story, but while I was writing it, I, I, was, I got in touch with some friends who were right into wrestling. Mm-hmm. And they, they know their their they know their their mythology about it, and I said, "What the, what can I say about Ric Flair?" And one guy like immediately got, he, he survived the plane crash and he got shot by lightning. Yeah. So whether it's actually true or not, I don't know. It may be a myth, maybe a legend, but it's in the song now. So I say, I know the I know the plane cl- crash was real. I know that shit happened. <laughs> yeah, that was a big thing. Um... And I love that you kind of put it as the mythology of wrestling, because that's kind of how it is at this mm-hmm. point. Like, with wrestling, you know all the legends. Like, you might not know what's happening today, because I've fallen off it uh, recently, too. But you know those kind of big building blocks of what made wrestling wrestling. You can always build off of those. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, now, I, my favorite thing is, like, th- I think the way this is making the most rounds is through wrestling people. Cause like apparently one of the biggest wrestling podcasts you got featured on last week. Like, yeah. Yeah. Is it take two? Is it? Uh, I think you may have got, I think you may have got featured on that. You also got featured on the art of wrestling podcast, which is the first ever big wrestling podcast. You got featured on that. Over that. Over that. Oh Yeah. You're fucking everywhere. If someone talks about wrestling, they're like, no, you gotta see Tom McGuire, man. What was that one called? I'm gonna take a note for that. Uh, uh, the Art of Wrestling with Colt Cabana. Oh, yeah, okay. The Art of Wrestling. Nice one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Check it out. And that's a big one, is it, yeah? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a. It's kind of a classic. Like, it's an OG um, wrestling podcast, and he doesn't do the segment that he does because he does a song of the week, and... It was just a throwback week that he did, and he did his old song of the week, so... It's the only podcast to ever get sued by WWE, so... Ah, sick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool, that's that's good. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite I'm quite excited by how it's been taken on. Uh, certainly, it's, it's doing a, a lot more rounds than I thought it would because of the the, uh, the wrestling community, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's like, the thing to also note is it's, it's, uh, it's not unanimous approval we're getting... <laughs> Oh, I've seen. I was oh, like, <laughs> no. Before the show, me and Blake were just talking. We had a legitimate moment of like, would it be rude to just like read all of the people on his comment section that are just talking shit? It's great, man. I, I, I've had a, I've had a chuckle to it, mm-hmm. to it and I think yeah, that later on this week we're, we're going to be uh, filming like, like a little bit of content, like uh, like you know how you get these mean tweets, you get people. T- oh yeah, we're going to do that, but it's going to be me reading the fucking mean comments. Oh, that's one, great. One of my personal favorites was, this man is neither styling nor profiling. What is going on? <laughs> Which is a lie. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking sick. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, we were thinking about getting some of the, the negative comments um, and like maybe making a t-shirt of the best ones, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I'd buy that. I think my favorite was... Uh, um, if Rick, if this came out when Ric Flair was still in a coma, I don't think he would he would want to wake up. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> You're like Ric Flair tweeted this, man. Don't talk shit. Uh, oh, this is, Rick loves music. Like 
involving him. Like, he's so into stuff like this. Yeah, yeah, I, I see that. It's cool. And what I noticed uh, is when we put it on Spotify, what I realized is there's about a thousand songs all titled Ric Flair about Ric Flair. And uh, they're all, all of them, apart from like one techno one and ours, uh, they're all hip hop and rap, you know? Oh, yeah. All yeah. Them. It's crazy. Uh, but there's so many we thought okay I know I know there's that Ric Flair drip one we knew about that but then there's a thousand more all mm-hmm. all distinct separate uh, rap songs about Ric Flair well apparently he's become like a rap icon which is we- like he was already like a national icon because of like wrestling how the fuck this old 65 year old it gotta be older man has become a rap icon and I'm like Tom's gonna turn him into a funk icon at this point. It's gonna be the next big thing. Yeah, yeah. So I, th- I think it's just because it's sort of ethic is sort of, um, you know, talking about having all the coolest shit. Like, oh, I've got, I've got jet plays, I've got alligator shoes, all that sort of just like bravado shit. Like mm-hmm. hip hop, fucking loves that shit. I think. Um, uh, so, so they're celebrating that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so it's funny. Now, I do want to know, what was making the video like? Because this is the first time I've ever seen a song slap so hard that it removed a man's beard halfway through a music video. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did that for, for to see who would notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and not that many people noticed that, that's the funny thing. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's such, it's so well filmed, because it's all that one tracking shot, at least until that one point, and that was the point where we were like, okay, this, this is good. Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. Well, um, making the video was, was fun, it was quite stressful, because it's the first thing, first thing I've done, something like that, and, and, uh, like, the whole, the whole video was, was my, like, my concept, my idea, and, and uh, because we, we had to release something, we were in a t- sort of time, schedule and we, we, we were like we gotta release something in September, we've got to do it, this is the time, this is the deadline. And nobody else was having any ideas. So I was just like, but well why don't we do this? And then it just came to fruition like that. And uh and initially the guys because we don't know what we're doing, we're t- total DIY, totally done DIY mm-hmm. And um uh I was coming to them with the concept and saying this this is what we're gonna do, there's gonna be one shot and we're gonna do like a dance and there's gonna be all this sort of shit. And they were like, Man, that sounds like it's gonna be shit. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, well, I was like, fuck, fuck, there's no other idea, and we got to do something, so we're going to do that. And then, oh. like, right up until I was like, we saw it. They were like, this may, this may be shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it turned out to not be shit. It turned out to be totally, totally awesome. I think yep, that's. I think if the Brazzles had one catchphrase, this might be shit. That's it. <laughs> Guys, oh. I think this would be shit, possibly. Yeah. I don't know, because I think that's already our catchphrase, Scotty. Yeah. We can share. <laughs> no, that's a, that's the first co-branded Tom McGuire and BS shirt. It just says, this might be shit on this. <laughs> oh, but really, though, like, because I've known some smaller bands in our area that have done music videos, and they're um, really a lot more... I, don't, I hesitate to say simplistic, but there's definitely not as much ambition that went into it as you guys just went all out balls to the wall with yeah. um, that music video. And it's like, that is fucking awesome that you guys pulled that off as well. Like, it's just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate that because uh, like, we didn't know if we were going to pull it off until it was finished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Now you were talking about all all the Ric Flair songs based off of that are raps. Uh, I do want to because like when you look up Ric Flair, I think your fifth and Ric Flair drip is second, which means you are coming for them. Do you? Oh, fifth there. Oh, I-, I think you're fifth now. It might be because it's in my favorites on YouTube, so it automatically adjusts it. But uh, do you consider Ric Flair drip Mortal Enemies? And would you like to like cut a Ric Flair esque interview about Ric Flair drip? Oh man, I, no, I don't, I don't, I don't mind that song. It's okay. <laughs> he, he's in it and he's uh, he's digging it. So mm-hmm. fuck, if he digs it, that's 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 yeah. all right by me. <laughs> Well, what we do on the sh- on the show sometimes we'll do a segment called Rap Geniuses where we read a rap song and try to explain it. And then I read 
the lyrics to Ric Flair Drip, and I'm like, this ain't even funny. It's just words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is it is it mumble rap? Is that what that is? It's kind of like mumble rap. I think you can somewhat understand the words better than mumble rap, but it's not that bad. It's it not might be shit. <laughs> it, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, I've never actually listened to Ric Flair Drip, so. Uh, so something goes woo on the bitch, and like. <laughs> I'm a woo on that bitch, Ric Flair drip. That's all you need to know, Blake. <laughs> all right, thank you guys. Now, <laughs> for the rest of the show, Blake will be over there listening to Ric Flair drip, and just like, wow, nope, this is all right, I guess. It does sound. Yeah. I understand he, he, when he got married, he walked in the aisle to, or his entrance music at his own wedding was there. He did. Oh my god, that's awesome. He digs it. Um, now, <laughs> there was a moment in the song, and it's something that happens in a lot of that funk somewhat genre, and it's something I've akin called the funk scream. And, and you hit it, like, right before you go into the club, and it's that, yeah! And I can't do it. Could you possibly teach us the art of the funk scream? Oh man, you know I, 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 my voice is a bit fucking blown out today, so I can't do it. But I can describe how, how to do it. Okay, okay. Um. Oh shit, are you still there? Yeah, yeah. We, we yeah. will be the students of the art of the funk scream. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's all you know. It, singing's quite hard. It's easy, but it's also quite hard. You just have to train, and it's a muscular thing, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, you can do that, but you have to do it probably like from from the, the diaphragm, like from your belly, uh, and it, it's like the way you make the way you make this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the way you you see that sort of rasp. Okay. That rasp. That rasp. Oh no! Oh, no! Oh, no! He was about to no! give us the secrets. We didn't get the secrets. Oh no! <laughs> Rick! Rick Flair stopped us from learning the secrets they stopped of the scream. Us from learning the secret of the rap. Look at this. Damn it! The Illuminati's stopping us from learning the secrets of the funk scream. They don't want us to hear. They got it. Oh, well, I better stop explaining it. Man, man. Yeah, they're, they're, they're gonna come in and take us out. Yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, it's the ghost of James Brown, man. It's the ghost of James Brown. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, don't you teach me. Don't you teach me. <laughs> he he's trying to tell people how to do my scream. Oh, no way, son. He's going to tell the secrets about my scream. No. <laughs> I tell you about my scream. Go get my scream. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, well, so the ghost of James Brown has interfered. Doesn't He's like, don't teach these two white boys from Alabama how to do this now. You know, I've, I've got, I do have like a kind of a, a theory, because sometimes shit like this happens to me. I've got a theory about uh, dead singers shutting people down, doing their songs, like not doing them justice. Because uh, this is something that happened to me. I was playing, I quite often play like little pub gigs. Yeah. Uh, just in bars, um, just putting uh, food on the table. And uh, it was recently when, uh, just the day after Aretha, Aretha Franklin died, me and my buddy were doing this gig. And the last song, uh, we we as a sort of tribute said, "Oh, this is uh, to the late great Ruth Franklin," and we started singing, "You make me feel like a natural woman," right? <laughs> and uh, it, was going, it was going fine, right? It was going fine mm -hmm. until I hit the high note. Yeah, right. I hit that high note, and fucking the PA, the 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 uh, you know the speaker system, the microphone system, just like scream with awful awful feedback and just like fucking shut down. <laughs> Aretha was getting you, man. Yeah, yeah. it was like. No, hey son, you're not sick of that. So she fucking like struck a lightning bolt from a fucking cloud and just shot and down, man. Like she came back as a banshee and screamed <laughs> through your speakers. Yeah, it was like, whoa, okay, well, not we're not finishing that song. Like we had to stop the song, and like that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Blake, are there any? Like... Blake, are there any dead podcasters that have just been fucking us up? Because that might explain some stuff. No, but there are some still living ones that probably are. Yeah. No, I think the, go the oh. gods of funk don't want Tom on this show. They don't want it. So they're like, uh, keep cutting his internet. Do it. Do it, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, now, I've got a question, and it's 
I the first time I asked this, it was at a bar in Austin, Texas, to a very drunk musician while I was also very drunk, so it may sound just as inebriated as it did then. But like as a performer, like I, I used to do magic, and they're like, the minute you learn magic, it ruins any magic show you go to because you're instantly trying to figure out what they're doing and you can't just sit back and enjoy it. Do you, as a musician, knowing the secrets of music, knowing uh, James Brown's jazz scream of love, when you go to live shows, do you have that feeling of almost like... Uh, it's serious. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... Uh, and I'm wondering what it is about it. Uh, cer- certain music becomes a little bit uh, less enjoyable once you start to know about it, when you start to, to see the, the sort of lack of... Uh, compositional quality in some music mm-hmm. uh, once you start to really know about music but the thing is you've seen knowing all the secrets like there, there's no way to know all the secrets yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm trying to teach myself the theory which I never learned before and um, and it's, it's always a learning experience but whenever you play, hear somebody play um, uh, even if you know the song if you know a song and they're playing it, like you can probably learn something from what they're playing, and it's it, because each each performance of all of a song by a person is uh, is like an individual individualistic expression by them. Right. Uh, yeah. So as long as the expression that they're doing that they're that they're hitting out with is not like just a, a disingenuous or like poor poorly executed, it's uh, even if you know all the 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 changes, all the chords, all the all the music. You know how to play it out yourself. You can still get something from it. Okay. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. So it's awesome. Of it, of it, sort of. Um, yeah. So, so, I see what you're also saying. Like you can watch a show and you can accidentally get into a zone of kind of uh, analyzing how it's done rather than just uh, letting it flow over you. And that that you're right. That is something that some people and I I have had to kind of make sure I don't do that and just actually enjoy the music, but. As long as you, you have that in mind. Yeah, see, I, I, I dealt with this. I went to see a, a rapper in Atlanta because that's where all the rappers are. And uh, halfway through <laughs> the show, I was just sitting there like, I'm not, and I'm not even a fucking rapper, but I was like, I'm not enjoying this because I would much rather be on that stage like doing a podcast or even performing the music. And, I, I, yeah, and the way I ended up, having to find a way to get over it is instead of treating it like, oh, I paid money to see this person, I treated it like, that's my friend on stage, I'm here to support them. So when so when artists talk about like, oh, you're supporting me, yeah, like, it's kind of a job of the audience, almost. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's, 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 that's fair to see, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's also a, a case of, uh, I get what you're saying, like, you, if you've started if you're doing a lot of performing and you, you enjoy performing, you do kind of think, fuck, I want to be doing that. I don't want to be watching. I want to be doing it. But I think it's also something that, that's something that I've experienced. But also, now I, I'm, I'm playing and I'm singing like all the time. It's, it's my job. So uh, I'm actually quite happy to watch now. Not I don't have that sort of drive to want to mm. be on the stage because it's, fuck, it's my night off or, or something. Right. So I can quite easily uh, just enjoy uh, performance without thinking, oh, God, I'll get, I'll get up there, man. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you saying? That sounds like a great mindset, too. Just like, no, this is my day off. You know, you go to to the show to just kind of enjoy it and unwind. Yeah. So what he's saying is, yeah, Blake, yeah. Blake, we need to yeah. do more live shows. <laughs> and by more, yeah. by more, I mean any live shows. Jeez. <laughs> you got to scratch that itch, man. Do you guys play music as well? Um, we don't play music, but we both have uh, theater degrees. We have so like I I I don't play it professionally, but I'm aware. Like I can play guitar. I'm trying to get into, and this was something I was gonna ask, like advice for aspiring musicians, because I am trying to get into a little bit more production, but it's such a vast fucking world when you're starting it like oh, not a child. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, production. So like, say production doesn't, mm. you know. Uh, Recording tactics to flat. Yeah, well, that's that's something that yeah, I, I I didn't have any edu- education doing. Yeah, and, uh, I couldn't do it at a professional level, but you know, I've, I've produced some stuff by myself with my own laptop, and basically nowadays all, all you need is a half decent laptop. Mm-hmm. 
uh, with uh, with a decent DAW and something to plug a microphone into, and then that's all you need. And uh, everything you need to to know uh, is is you can find on YouTube. Hmm. Uh, you can teach yourself on YouTube. So I, I I've got some small amount of ability in, in production and you know uh, mixing, but not not mastering. Mastering is like kind of a, kind of an art. But the the actual production uh, that there's there's a lot to that, and it's really fun to get delve into. There's there's so many plugins and uh, effects that you can, you can use to make something dry sound totally awesome. Right. And there's there's art in that as well. Yeah. Well, but if you've got a computer and you've got some time and and like if you don't have to have the knowledge, you can gain the knowledge quite easily uh, and just batter into it, and you can start to produce something quite fun and interesting. Well, I, I'm not sure why I asked. You are one take, Tom. I don't know why I asked you about finishing music. It's just already done when it comes <laughs> out. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. Yeah, man, my story's not holding up straight, is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, uh, I do want to bring something up, because you guys, uh, your album, you crowdfunded it, right? That's right, yeah. And you had quite simply the best crowdfunding Pro, like rewards I've ever seen on any website. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, we've got our own like semi crowd. We've got a Patreon which is crowdfunded, and we were just sitting there like, what kind of rewards should we do? I don't know. Like, give them a free video or something. Meanwhile, I log on to yours, and it's is wasn't it like five euros, and you got a fucking beer signed by the band? Yeah, 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 man. <laughs> fucking, uh, we delivered them, right, man. <laughs> delivered a beer like i'm oh, trying to remember all of yes. them because there were some insane ones on there yeah funny ones yeah it was like um it's like it's a signed burrito <laughs> oh my god it was one of those it was one of those moments where i was like i wish i lived in scotland a so i could be around scotch all the time but b so i could just get a burrito hand delivered to me by tom yeah, yeah. So uh, there were some other ones like um, I think nobody actually bought this one, but one of the one of the guys in the band's always wearing hiking boots, and it's a bit of a, a, a running joke. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you gave a certain amount of money, Mike Mikey would uh, take you up a hill. <laughs> oh, he'd carry you uphill. <laughs> yeah, just like you go on, you go on a you go on a day trip with Mikey. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, just you and him. And nobody bought it. <laughs> no, nobody <laughs> wanted to. No. Nobody wanted that. For Mikey. Oh my god. Oh. One day you'll find somebody who's just like, hey, I saw that there's this reward. Can I still get it? Can I still have him climb me up? Alright, hold on. I I'm on the official thing right now. Let me see what I can see. Uh, digital download, physical CD, trucker hat. Yeah, that's all normal. Uh, signed, sealed, delivered burrito. You will deliver a burrito and hang out for a beer, and then I love that you specified your beer. I'm not bringing <laughs> it. <laughs> F a fine dining brunch. Uh, oh wait, yep. There's the there's the hiking one. I know this meant play music, but when I read "Will play in your house," it does sound like you guys just would come over and like hook up a PlayStation or something and play for a few. Yeah, yeah, no, oh. a, few, a few people bought that. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Oh damn it! Okay, well, unfortunately, the personal mega hit has been bought out, so Blake, we cannot get a theme song from Tom. <laughs> The, the personal mega hit, yeah, we, we sold a few of them, and uh, we have to dish most of them out still. But we were playing a a wedding because mm -hmm. we, you know, we're, we're like like I said, we're, we're making a living through playing at weddings. And this couple, and I fucking wrote a song and played it at their wedding for them. Oh, that's awesome! And uh, yeah, they went off, man. You know, like they just gave us uh, a couple of details. Oh, really? That's and, awesome! And I just I just wrote this song. Uh, uh, just really basic rhymes, and, and we smashed it out, and it was, it was hilarious. So uh, there's a couple of mega hits still to be written. Oh yeah. Ooh, that's good. Oh yeah. I, I mean, you you apparently are the expert of just like, hey, could you just write a song about anything? There you go. I've got it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, 
I, I think I became quite good at it at some point, yeah. Were there any others besides Ric Flair that just really stuck with you? Um, yes. Well, the ones I've made up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, there was one called uh, Kev Young is a Deadbeat Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to assume that wasn't one of the people that crowdfunded you. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was it. I can't remember why I wrote that, but it was—I uh, I sort of roughly remember how it went, and it was—it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, another one was, uh, "Hey you, what did you get your mum for Christmas?" <laughs> we're, doing, uh, we're doing a chat. It was actually hilarious. And I think—I think I'll probably bring it back into the set when it's like we're in about Christmas time. Yeah. It was—it was Christmas time, and, and uh, we were just doing a funk jam jam session and, and I, I was like told the band what's going to happen and I'm going to do this thing hey you what did you get your mama for Christmas and then when I say Christmas we're just going to fucking stop and then point one person out of the bar <laughs> yes and then like we, and we wouldn't play a note we wouldn't we just sit in silence until they said uh and then told them what they got uh, uh, uh a vase he got a mama a vase and then <laughs> That was a favorite line. Is, uh, is what did you get your mama for Christmas? That that's that's oh. good for crowd control right there. <laughs> if you just see one guy being an asshole in the crowd, you can point him out and be like, "Would you get her?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you ever have you thought about what your response is if someone says nothing? Uh, yeah. Um, somebody did say that. I was like, I didn't get anything yet, and this was like Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve, and I was like. Boo! That's the end of the song. <laughs> <laughs> the song is over now. Yeah, well, that's that finished then. Oh, my God. Oh, God. So, aren't you guys... I was looking on your Twitter. You guys are going on tour, too? Like a mini tour? Yeah, yeah. Um, just uh, a few dates and in, in the start of the memory, yeah. So, we're hitting um, London, uh, Bristol, Manchester... Then we're going across the water to Dublin, mm. and then we're doing uh, Edinburgh, and then uh, a final date in Glasgow. Oh, that, that yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Didn't, have you guys toured around a lot like that, or has it been mostly weddings and bars? Yeah, it's, it's nothing. I've, it's not something I've ever done, but it's always something that I'd quite like to have done. But I've, I've just never, not really been involved in something that was as, as organised or as taken seriously as this. You know, I've played in bands for a, a long time, but it was always just a bit of a bit of a laugh. Okay. I never, uh, really uh, had a had a proper run at making something happen mm-hmm. so this is the first time i've done it some of the other guys in the band have, have done tours before but it'll be the first time for me okay that's and awesome I- yeah <laughs> i mean something i love about this story just to interject real quick is like i love when you can see real life examples of someone that turns you know like you did just something you did for fun something uh you enjoyed doing and now you kind of you're doing it for a living you're making your own album and stuff I never really thought I could make a living out of it. I thought that was just like it wasn't possible. But then, um, like, so a friend of mine who who runs a bar, um, just gave me a gave me a, a call and said, "Yo, you want to do this gig?" The guys pulled out, knowing that I could like sing and play a bit. But I, I wasn't I wasn't anywhere near as as, uh, as accomplished as I'm now. And uh, I said, "Well, okay, if you think so." So I came and I did it, and that was enough for me to say, "Oh shit." Because at the time I was, uh, I was making a living um, as a bike courier, uh, so delivering packages on a, a bicycle, a bike messenger, yep. whatever you want to call it, mm. and uh, quite often, you know, delivering burritos, delivering food at night, <laughs> and uh, you know, fucking grafting hard, like working really hard to, to, to earn not much money. But, so I was getting small right. amount of money uh, to to sing songs, play guitar. I was like, fuck, well, that's. That's something I could do. Right. So I threw myself into it, and uh, uh, it, it stopped being just a, a bit of a laugh, and I started taking it seriously. And now, um, and now I'm achieving, achieving this sort of goal of, of doing something super creative, and, and it's kind of it's going well. So um, yeah, it's, it's a real like probably if I hadn't had that first sort of opportunity, it said you can actually make a few quid if you right if you uh, mm-hmm. if you sing for forty five minutes in this pub. Um, I probably I don't know what I'd be doing. I'd be doing yeah. something different. Yeah. And you know, everybody gets their start. It's always that one opportunity. You can, everyone can trace it back. 
yeah, say thank you to my main man, Shimon, for giving me a, a shot. Hey. Um, who's al- almost certainly not listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fine. Yeah. Like, Tom was on this show, but fuck those other two guys. Uh, so, do you have any, like, news on that album when it's going to drop or anything? Or Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's made, it's recorded, it's done. Right. Um, and I can't wait for people to hear it, but we... Sort of the nature of the beast is you have to... You have to uh, do this long kind of marketing campaign. It takes a long time. You have to drum up interest. So this is just the start of it with this one single. We'll release another single. And we're going to be releasing it at the end of January. I can give you an exact date. Oh, snap. We're getting the hot news from Tom McGuire on the next single. Yeah. Oh, actually, shit. Uh, maybe I'm not supposed to tell you exactly what date. No, <laughs> damn it. 18th of January. That's when we're okay. the album. Oh, that's uh, awesome. We are we are releasing uh, doing another single. <clears throat> Actually, filming the, the the next video tomorrow tomorrow morning. Oh hell yeah! Oh. So that's the next song. It's going to be uh, it's going to be it's the video is going to be a very similar ethic, and it, I'm not going to give too much away of it. But okay, it's going to be uh, a very very similar kind of uh, feel sort of um, situation. Now, can can you give us can you give us the title of the song? Yeah, the, the title of the song. I can give you a title of the song and roughly what the song's about. Um, the song is called The Ballad of MC Sick Boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, I love the naming conventions that yeah. you guys come up with, which it's just, it's. I feel like it's always, a lot of the times, it's a, a lot of this off-the-cuff kind of thing that you guys just kind of really um, excel at early on. Yeah. Well, I mean, your other song you have on Spotify, I think you released it with the single, it's just called Big Begone Skunks. Yeah, yeah, Begone Skunks with an exclamation mark, it's very important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. So, I do have a question. What's that, man? For this show, we've been stealing, um, not stealing, we've been using without permission a very popular song as our theme song. And me and Blake would like to extend... And I, a question, and it is, can Ric Flair be our new theme song? Hey, fuck, why not, yeah? Fuck yeah! We got yes. a theme song! As long as you, um, uh, you know, uh, mention it, credit it, and... Uh... Oh, the end of every show will be like, our favorite human on the planet, Tom McGuire, gave us this song. Yeah, that's yep. that, yeah. It's, it's sick. Oh, that's awesome, no. hell yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, we were trying to... In the moment, we're, uh, we're, I think it's about four, 400,000 views on the Facebook video, and we're trying to, try to do another push and trying to get up to, to 500,000, so um, yeah, if you can if you can share that and let people know, and I'm sure if you play it every fucking week, it'll be... Oh, yeah. Most certainly. And I, I, I've got other... I've got other podcast friends who were interviewers, so I'll definitely suggest Mr. McGuire... With better Wi-Fi for interviews. Yeah, maybe I'll go to the fucking public library or something like that. <laughs> Just quietly whispering the whole time. Hello, I'm on yeah, the show. Hey, hey guys. Yeah. Apart from when I do a fucking James Brown stream. That's the one thing about libraries. You gotta keep the ghosts out. That's gonna be the problem. <laughs> Well, if if we've learned anything from this podcast, there are several ghosts of dead uh, jazz and soul singers that are following you around constantly. Unplugging the Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, so, Tom, uh, thank you. Do you have anything to plug? I mean, you've got a shit ton of stuff to plug, but... Yeah, yeah, okay, for sure. Uh, uh, please check out the, the video for Ric Flair. Uh, listen to it on Spotify. Share it with all your friends. Um... um we're going to have a, a new single out uh, in the start of uh, November um, called uh, The Ballad of MC Sick Boy, so keep your eyes peeled uh, for a video for that. Um, an album coming out in January. Please just uh, just follow the page, look look at our uh, Instagram or Facebook and uh, uh, Twitter. I'm sure you guys can post up in your description or whatever. Hmm. Uh Exactly how to find us, and yeah, just follow us and keep 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 an eye on us because we're going to be doing some like we're going to be doing some good shit. I mean, 
we've done this one song and people are like, wow, this is fucking cool. Have you got more in the tank? It's like the answer is yes, we got fucking loads more in the tank, man. Loads more. This is the tip of the iceberg. We're going to fucking smash it this year. Yes. So please please uh, uh, keep an eye on us and uh, yeah, like and follow all our stuff. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, oh. Tom. Thank you so much. Tom McGuire of Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes, everybody. Once again, thanks for being on the show, Mr. McGuire. Everybody, do what he said. Look up Ric Flair. Uh, I think their campaign is already over, so you can't donate to it. Otherwise, I would be getting me a Tom McGuire Mm -hmm. burrito right now. Um, But you heard it here first, folks. Um, They're hoping for January 18th release. Start 2019 off with a bang. With a banger. And then, of course, uh, what was it? The Tale of MC Sick Boy? <laughs> yep. Yeah. the uh, sa- I might have gotten that wrong, but that single, of course, is dropping in just a few months. Didn't he say November? It's going to be in November, so it's about a month away. Did he give us a date? No, of course he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he was already like, oh, I don't think I need to tell you about this, but... <laughs> Which... We keep an eye out for it, though. I'll, I'm definitely, when that's coming up, I'm going to be, like, be really pushing. So, Blakey T, it's been an episode. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me jamming to this absolute banging bash called Ric Flair at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter, at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube, that's Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A. And you can also find me covered up in my covers because... I just finished doing a theater show, and I'm not doing anything else for the rest of my life. You are now, you have become MC Sick Boy. If you're watching on Twitch, there is a dead dog in the background. Oh, no. And, of course, you can find me with my lovely betrothed just jamming to the Ric Flair drip. Wait, no, 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 it needs to be the, hold on. (laughs) Shit. Jamming to, jamming to Ric Flair, the new theme song for a load of BS. Woo! And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon, the Queasel Corp trilogy, BS versus the Gods. Check all of that out and check out all the other shows at a load of pure BS.com. And rem- remember to support us. We will not give you a burrito, unfortunately, but... We'll love you a lot if you support us either on Patreon, patreon.com slash a load of BS, or buying some of our merch, including a possible new collabo that just says this might be shit <laughs> at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. So get all that, ladies and gentlemen. Leave us some lovely feedback. If any of your the brass holes, brass heads, if they want to, uh, if you're new to the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Make sure to leave reviews. Do all that lovely stuff, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, remember, you can find us at a load of pure BS on Twitter. And until next time, he's been Blake Tanner, I've been Scotty Moore, and we will see you next time.